sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit, liftoff. Whoa. Oh, that was kind of weird. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWAT radio.com did that whole thing without reading any of it that, i forgot to pull it up well that's okay <laughs> man you you've been doing this long enough you got yep. it down taylor <laughs> uh it's a wonderful wednesday today we had two good swap meetings today at the beach and here at town center uh, actually three because there was swat women oh yeah so yeah so we had swat women at 10 and we had uh the swat at lunch uh here at the salem center and uh, today is an interesting day because uh, today the Supreme Court heard oral arguments in the Dobbs case, which is a case out of Mississippi. And it's really the first time in probably, gosh, 50 years that the Supreme Court could well, a- actually. Uh, I think there was the Casey decision well, Casey, in 92. Yeah, right? yeah, but Casey wasn't. I mean, this case there's a really good chance that uh, they'll at least weaken Roe v. Wade and may overturn Roe v. Wade, which would be a great day for pro-life uh, Americans and for lots of babies that would be mm-hmm. born. Uh, and they're hearing the arguments uh, starting today, but then they're not going to probably release any judgment until June, June or July. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah. I, you would think if they come to a decision, they'd put it out there, right? Yeah. Isn't that kind of crazy? Uh, But anyway, um, if you haven't been following it at all, three years ago, the state of Mississippi uh, passed a very restrictive abortion law. It's been three years already? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Basically, what they say is there's no constitutional right to abortion. Did you get to listen to any of the arguments at all? No, I I read a little bit of snippets, but I didn't actually get to listen to anything. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to the uh, attorney for Mississippi. I listened to the uh, responding attorney uh, and then the solicitor general. And, uh, you know, basically when what they argued uh, in defense of Roe v. Wade is that women should not have to suffer the effects of childbirth Mm -hmm. if they don't want to. Oh, don't have sex then. Really? <laughs> you know, I thought the same thing. Uh, that that, But that's their right to do that if they want. See, this is, this is really what's so sad about it is it's a way to try to manage consequences for um, things that you shouldn't have to deal with. That's really what it is. And I, I find it ironic. And listen, I promise we're not going to go down the road of the vaccine and all that. But I find it ironic that the same people who are arguing at the Supreme Court today that you have a right to control your body. If you're a woman, you don't have a right to control over your body for a, for a, a experimental uh, vaccine. 
that the same people will argue you need to get the vaccine, which, listen, if you want to get the vaccine, get it, but they shouldn't be able to mandate it. How can they mandate that you, you can be elective to kill a baby inside of you, but you can't have the, the, the autonomy to reject an experimental vaccine that has already caused people's deaths? Uh, that's just so weird to me. I mean, it's just yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's I think more proof that it's about worldview and uh, you know, kind of your theology, really, more than it is about any um, uh, policy or uh, sustained thinking. Right? I think what undergirds all this is, um, yeah, well, demonic. That's mm. what I'll say. Yeah. Well, the the question specifically that they're dealing with is about the constitutionality of the statute in Mississippi, um, which has already been signed into law, and it's whether the state of Mississippi has a right to adopt a law protecting fetal life. That's the that's what it all boils down to, um, you know, and and like you were saying, the. Um, one of the questions I love Clarence Thomas, by the way, Clarence mm-hmm. Thomas did a great job. You know, uh, I was talking to got SWAT today who said, you know, he didn't say a whole lot, you know, for a long time, but boy, he's very, he was very asking a lot of good questions today, but yeah, yeah he's not known for really asking a lot of questions. He's usually very silent, but yeah, he, no, but he was asking very specifically what right does Roe v. Wade protect that's yeah. in the constitution? It was a really great question because he said, you know, on Second Amendment, we know what we're talking about. The First Amendment, we know. But what amendment, you know, what part of the 14th Amendment is Roe v. Wade affirming the right of a woman to have? Specifically, I want to, he kept pushing them on that. And all they just, all they kept saying is the equality that we should not have to bear the consequences here's in essence what they're saying we should not have to bear the consequences for sex outside of marriage yeah we, we shouldn't and, have and, to bear and, the consequences and, and, for our own or, decisions or for a child yeah yeah i mean we shouldn't have to do that so anyway that that they heard the arguments today i thought the, the attorney for the state of mississippi did a good job yeah this is going to be a you know i guess obviously we're not going to find out uh, until june but this is going to be a uh, you know a flash a flashpoint i would say i mean i uh, i know a, a democratic senator said that uh if they overturn it that's going to be a revolution uh they're they're asking for a revolution that's what they said yeah, yeah I mean, from new hampshire a democrat from new hampshire yeah said that uh um, that it would cause a revolution and that you know the young people and the women wouldn't stand up for that uh but yeah, so I mean, this is I think for especially for the left or for the spirit of the age, uh, mm-hmm. if you will, this is a monumental thing. This is uh, central to their uh, eschatology, as it were. So yeah, they're not going to let this go uh, lightly. Yeah, and here he, here was the response. Thank you, uh, Charles sends me these every now and then, and I really appreciate it. He he pulled it up. I'm glad our listeners send in things like this, but. Uh, the response here's the question from Justice Thomas: Would you specifically tell me, specifically state what the right is? Is it abortion? Is it liberty? Is it autonomy? Uh, is it privacy? And and this was the response from the attorney: The right is grounded in the liberty component of the Fourteenth Amendment. Um, hold on. Uh, 
All right. So here's the thing, Charles, you send me these things. I shouldn't have to deal with these ads that pop up. (laughs) Anyway, the right is grounded in the liberty component. But I think this is what the attorney is saying back to Justice Thomas. I think that it promotes interest in autonomy, bodily integrity, liberty, equality. And I do think it is specifically the right to abortion here. The right of a woman to be able to control without the state forcing her to continue a pregnancy, whether to carry that baby to term. Uh, so, yeah, like the state's forcing something on the woman who brought something on herself by having sex, which was really designed by God as a procreative uh, way to continue future generations right Mm -hmm. and so now granted if you're not a believer you don't believe that if you don't you know if and this is where evolution meets christian worldview Mm because in evolution you do what you want and the strongest survive and that's the way it is but if you have a christian worldview i don't understand how anybody that claims to love jesus could think that it's okay for somebody to kill a child that God has caused to be born inside of somebody. Yeah, and you know, this is really an issue where people who claim to be all about the science um, are completely will- and willfully ignorant of the science because, you know, I guess there could be a time where you said, well, well, we don't really know when life begins, but now with DNA science, basic DNA science, and with ultrasounds and stuff, we know that life begins at conception, and it's not even... Uh, you know, really up for debate scientifically, and yet there's still people who, the same people who want to say that there is no God and there's only science, want to ignore it uh, in this instance, um, instead of just coming out right and saying, well, you should be able to kill another human being if they inconvenience you. Yeah, and, I, you know, I I listened to Sotomayor question, yeah, uh, yeah. And, um, and even Breyer, and even when they question, I mean, they... They just reveal their bias before they uh, they even. I mean mm-hmm. they 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 kept talking about the overturning and and the political pressure and trying to uh, and and Justice Breyer said that nothing has really changed in fifty years. There's no data that would. Mm. Are you kidding me? Sonograms, uh, sonograms that you, back in the seventies they weren't doing sonograms to. You couldn't see babies moving back then inside somebody, uh, how they respond to things. And Sotomayor said, well, even dead people, it might have been Breyer or her said. It was her. Dead people respond to stimulus too. I mean, like, okay, that that's... Uh, they, they were pushing really far to try to, oh, yeah. to they, try to justify. They proved that they would have been just fine with the Dred Scott decision. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, by what they said to us uh, about Starry Decisis and things like that. All right, we are up against the break. We will be back with more in just a second. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us and new to the program, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Um, we were talking a little bit about the abortion case um, that is uh, being heard in the Supreme Court. I uh, just want to ask uh, you to pray. Make sure you're praying about that decision um, and that uh, truth and justice will prevail uh, in that case. Um, and yeah, I know that there are a few people. Uh, fasting and praying about that. So if you would like to join them in doing so, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be uh, awesome. Yeah, I've been praying today and uh, just uh, thinking about um, the justices that are up there, praying for wisdom for them and praying for God's favor to move in them, that he would be merciful to us as a nation because, you know, we're held responsible for how we respond to it as well. And you go, well, I don't have anything to do with it. No, you can care. If you heard and you care, we need to be praying and uh, and stuff. Say, uh, before we get into um, Acts 10, we're going to finish up Acts 10, 44 through 48. Acts chapter 10, we're finishing today. I wanted to remind our listeners that during the last segment today, Howard, if you're listening, there are two. I'm giving away four tickets today. The Chosen Tonight. You have to go tonight, 7 p.m. Okay, I have the tickets. They're paid for. Uh, You will be in good seats, and uh, I'm going to be there with my family. You are welcome to come join us. Christmas with the Chosen, the Messengers, tonight at 7 p.m. at Cinemark Tinseltown here in Jacksonville. If you are outside of Jacksonville, you might want to check your local Cinemark or theater just if you go to fathom f-a-t-h-o-m events.com you can go there and look and see where it's playing it's playing most places now for the next 13 days starting today by the way happy december man today's yeah. december 1st hard to believe december's a great month you know why it's my anniversary month mm-hmm. got married december 10th it's my wife's birthday which means god brought her into the world today and it's Jesus' birthday we celebrate. We celebrate his birthday in that month. Yeah. So it's a great month. It's also a costly month for me. <laughs> lots of gifts, lots of gifts. But uh, 
Anyway, if you want to join us at The Chosen and you call in during that last segment, uh, Howard gets first dibs. Uh, Howard, I'm, I'm so sorry you didn't get on the other day, but I have four tickets. And so two seats and two seats. So, Howard, I'm going to hold two and give you the first five minutes to call in. And then after that, if you don't call them, and I give those away because uh, Howard has tried, I think he's called maybe twice and hasn't gotten through. Uh, he got through, but it was too late. So uh, I know he wanted to go. Uh, but uh, that's The Chosen, uh, The Messengers. It's a, a Christmas special. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Um, you know, we're finishing up Acts chapter 10. And Acts uh, is a is a great book about the birth of the church. It's how God continued the work of Jesus through his followers that when the Holy Spirit came upon his followers, empowered them, and how the gospel spread first to Jews, then to Samaritans, and then to Gentiles. And we've been looking for the last few weeks at specifically Cornelius. And we, we've kind of got to the point where uh, salvation came to Cornelius. He asked God for it. He prayed to know how to be saved, how to be closer to God. And God revealed... Um, in this text, at least I see three things that we receive at the moment of salvation. First of all, we talked about the provision of the indwelling Holy Spirit, how the Spirit came into him. Second was the public confession opportunity that he got to make, which, you know, Jesus says, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before the Father. And and then... Um, the last thing is the thing we're going to talk about today, which is a passion for fellowship with other believers. It's a passion to be with people in the church. Um, this whole idea of I could be a solo Christian and not have to be around other people was never God's design. He designed us to worship together. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, the writer to Hebrew says. And so, we come together to be with each other for fellowship, for instruction, encouragement, for prayer. And so we see that in the text. And so one final time for Acts 10, I'm going to have you read verses 44 through 48, Taylor. And then we're going to look specifically at the last verse today. Right, This is right after he was baptized. It makes just a small statement that I want to pick up on and really uh, then we can open it up for calls or for talking today. All right. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word, and the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gifts of the Holy Spirit... No, gift. What I say? Gifts. Oh, it's gift singular. That's really important. We'll talk about that in a second. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles, for they were hearing them or excuse me, speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. Then, at the end, they asked him to remain for some days. And you go, well, wow, that's, you're being kind of rough on Taylor for throwing an S in there. <laughs> Do you understand how the difference one letter can make? in the in the context or the exposition of what you're saying because if you had said gifts plural of the holy spirit 
you could have thought, well, tongues and healings and those kind of things. But that's not what Luke's saying. He's saying the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is what? Salvation. And when the gift of the Holy Spirit is given to you, you have a comforter that dwells in you, is what Jesus said back in uh, John 14. Uh, He's in you, no longer with you, but in you. You are the temple, and that's a really important thing to bring out about that. This is, like I said earlier this week, the Pentecost of the Gentiles. Um, The Holy Spirit came upon them, and when did the Holy Spirit come? At the moment of belief. Um, It it, it has only happened subsequent to the moment of belief uh, in two or three times in the New Testament, and it was for specific reasons of validating a particular group, i.e. the Samaritans or here, you know, uh, the Gentiles um, or the uh, also uh, with the Paul. You know, Paul, when he was on the road with Saul, he met Jesus there on the road. I think if you were to ask Saul after that event the next day, he would have said, I'm a believer now, right? <laughs> you think so? Yeah. But the Holy Spirit did not come on him until three days later when Ananias laid his hands on him. So, and do you notice when we're talking about Saul, it did not say that he spoke in tongues when that happened. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't say that about him. Why do you think, just going back real quick to them, them speaking in tongues, do you think they spoke in tongues? Well, you've said uh, tongues is a sign for the unbelievers. But uh, at this point, it seems that it was like a sign for those who had been circumcised to know that they were believers. Yeah, because the exact thing that happened to Peter Mm -hmm. and the apostles was happening to Cornelius here. And so it's like one of those things, well, wow, if it happened, the same thing that happened to us happened to them, then they got to be okay. I mean, we got to be able to let them in. And that's, that's what happened and peter said can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who've received the holy spirit and then luke adds just as we have you know so um and then he commanded them to be baptized in the name of christ then it says they ask him to remain for some days so it's jew samaritan gentile and one church it's not the jewish church the samaritan church and the gentile church it's one church. And even over in Acts chapter 11, when Peter goes back to Jerusalem and they start talking to him and said, hey, what are you doing? We heard you were hanging around these Gentiles. He's telling them the story in Acts eleven fifteen. He says, as I begin to speak, he's retelling them the story. The Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning. So that's twice we see it here in a short period of time that God's saying the same thing. And what is he saying? That the same thing that happened to the apostles happened to them. And so they welcome them in. I think of what Paul said over in 1 Corinthians 12. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves are free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. There's not a different spirit for one group than another. It's one spirit that comes when, at the moment of belief, there is one baptism, but there's many fillings. You're commanded to be filled, 
nowhere are you commanded to be baptized in the spirit. Uh, you, you, you know, we are commanded to go baptize people in water in obedience to God's commands, but nowhere are you commanded to seek the baptism of the spirit. You are commanded to seek the filling of the spirit. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, so really that's, that's it. I mean, like uh, he has this passion. He, he asked him to remain for some days. Why? Cause he wanted to hang with these believers. He wanted to be taught. He wanted to pray with them. He wanted to have encouragement with them. And, uh, and so he says, please stay. And, and so, uh, I guess they stayed for a little while hmm. and they strengthened each other. Do you know, does it give any indicate any indication or have any commentators said how long, uh, it was that he stayed? No, but it, you don't get any idea of that. But when, um, chapter 11, Luke goes, the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word. I think they were there long enough for the word to travel back to Jerusalem. What had happened, mm. you know, it wouldn't, it's not like here, like it's on social media and they know the next day. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, this would have taken a little bit of while to get back. So they remained there for some time for the word to get back. And I'm sure Peter and those guys were helping them understand some of the nuances of walking in the Christian faith. Yeah. What do you think uh, happened to Cornelius, uh, you know, in life? I mean, so you think he left the service of Rome because, you know, you had to kind of say that uh, Caesar was a god, right? Like you had to pinch in, uh, uh, give a pinch of incense to Caesar. Do you think just... That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good one to go to the break to. Yeah. And we'll talk about it when we come back. All right. So we are up against the break. So make sure you stay tuned to hear the answer. We will be back with more after the news. Before we go, I'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER and all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. And we'd also like to give a shout out to all of our listeners listening online, wherever you are around the world. Uh, or in wherever you are in the country or around the world. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, that's what you meant. So you are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Radio that was Pentatonix with uh, Little Drummer Boy. 
uh, if you are just joining us, we are finishing up our look at Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 48 this week. And, and in fact, we're finishing it up today. Um, if Just before the break, I was asking Doug if uh, he'd heard anything about commentaries or, you know, I guess really speculation, unless there's more in the scriptures, about what happened to Cornelius after he um, became a Christian, seeing as he was serving in... We, we don't have any concrete evidence there's certainly nothing biblical mentioned about him after acts 11 um where peter recounts the story of him but uh there there's a couple of traditions that hold that he might have been the first bishop of caesarea Mm. Mm. i we don't know that's that you know um i don't know i think it's maybe the eastern orthodox church believes that okay and holds to that, but uh, he uh, he's commemorated as a saint uh, in the Greek Orthodox Church, and so. Uh, but anyway, I just that that's all we know. You know, it's interesting to think about um, when Acts was written. You know, if um, if you think about the timeline of things that happened. Uh, Acts was supposedly written uh, about 62 to 64 A.D. Well, about 70 A.D. Mm-hmm. is when it was leveled. The whole, you know, they, they went over there and leveled it all. And um, if, I, if I remember right, Masada was a little after that, after they leveled the temple, I think. I think it was like 73. Yeah, maybe. I think they were the holdouts then. And so Rome would have been a part of that. And I, I certainly would have a hard time believing that Cornelius, after trusting Christ, was going in there. Oh, it's, yeah. Instead of proselytizing, uh, not proselytizing, that's not the right word, instead of evangelizing God's people, uh, he was, you know, trying to kill them. Right. Uh, so, but we just don't know. But the most significant thing about Cornelius is he is the first Gentile convert, and and this is a big deal for the church. I mean, it is it is a huge deal. Why? Because what was the mandate Jesus gave the disciples in Acts one eight? Go and baptize. Oh, in Acts one eight, uh, he did say that. Well, he right? said, no, you, know, he said you will be my oh, witnesses yeah, yeah. to in Judea. Jerusalem. Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. At the ends of the earth. Well, for the Gentiles to be evangelized and to be sought after, there had to be a Gentile convert because you got to remember at this time, Jewish people did not believe Gentiles could be brought into God's family. They were pagan. And remember, there was no mixing in the Old Testament. It was a it was something they wiped out whole villages of Gentiles and stuff and men, women, and children, animals, everything, because they didn't want any reminders of that, anything that would mislead God's people away from their devotion to God. What about, um, so, you know, there's, you know, a small number of people that have been talked about uh, who converted to Judaism and they were, you know, circumcised and everything like that, but they're considered to be Jewish then at that point or, or how? You mean believers like at this no, messianic? No, no, no. But before before that, right? There there were people who you know were proselytizers, right? Who who came to Judaism, saw it as the truth, and 
and join. You know what I'm saying? Like like uh, the eunuch, right? Wouldn't he not be? Well, the eunuch was a Hellenistic Jew, so most he was, likely. So you're telling me there was not a single... The eunuch was not a Gentile. Right. There's not a single instance of a Gentile becoming part of the Jewish community at all? Well, not in the sense of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah, you yeah, look yeah. at Rahab, right, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rahab was was uh, allowed to be rescued. She's mentioned in the genealogy. I believe there's a good chance we're going to see Rahab in heaven because of her faith, right? Yeah. Well, the reason I'm, I'm bringing it up is because it seems like before Jesus, the Jewish concept was that, you know, if you were a Gentile, you had to if you wanted you had to, to convert come, to Judaism, yeah, and you had to be completely, you know, you had to be circumcised, you had to follow all of the Mosaic law uh, and all that, and basically give up any cult, other cultural identity. That's whereas correct. what you see develop uh, in, in the scriptures and, and then through the New Testament is uh, is much different than that. Yeah. And, and well, it, well, there and remember, uh, Cornelius was not circumcised. Yeah. He was not a proselyte. Mm-hmm. He was a God-fearer, and as a God-fearer, he really sought the one true living God. And remember, Jesus had been off the scene for years now. Uh, I mean, off the scene in the sense of his resurrected body had ascended to heaven. And so the disciples had been evangelizing. They were scattered. And um, word gets back to Jerusalem, and that's where we're going to pick up, um, not next week, but the following week, um, because... uh, the word had been spreading and remember they're dispersed everywhere because of Stephen. Remember the persecution. So they all scattered and uh, Saul was leading that. Now Saul's brought in the kingdom. He's gone away and he he's been up at Cilicia and been doing some church planning up there and discipling. And so the church is growing, but Cornelius is a key figure in the growth of the church toward Gentiles, which you and me, at least I, I can speak for me. I don't know if you have Jewish blood and you're not, but, I mean, we wouldn't be in there, man. You yeah. know, if, if if God had not um, brought Cornelius in, he was the first one that allowed the the expansion toward Gentiles. Uh, so you have to have a groundbreaker, and he was it. He was the one that broke the ground. So Yeah, and I also I, I would imagine this was going to end up being the start of the first big church controversy then, too, about uh, whether – someone has to be circumcised or not um that what acts chapter uh, what what is the chapter where they uh have a council on that well that's acts 15 yeah so you know you but see, it, this over, would have to be the seeds of that yeah right? but and over then, even in acts chapter 11 they start they're like hey wait a minute you were hanging around this uncircumcised guy so yeah, yeah. peter has to go into what happened over there so again this is a it's a big deal with cornelius and and i don't know uh, if you've been encouraged, I've been really encouraged as I've worked through this study of Acts at how God's plan continues to unfold unhindered by man, unhindered by pagans, unhindered by the religious. It's unhindered. It just goes. And God accomplishes what he wants. And thank God, right? I mean, yeah. praise God that that uh, he does that. I think the most important thing we need to focus on as we look at all of Acts is the person of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the central theme of all of this. He always is, and he is the dividing line. And that's, you know, that's one reason that 
I kind of like the whole chosen thing because they've tried to craft this television series to go into a media world. That's where people live in our culture, right? Mm -hmm. And people in the world, quite frankly, they live in an entertainment world. And Dallas Jenkins, to uh, his credit and God's glory, has, uh, with the help of a lot of people, put together something that tries to draw people to the the character of Jesus and and hopefully push you to the word of God. And they make no bones about that. And and for that, I'm thankful. And so um, I, I, I just want to go real quickly over this three things that happen one more time, the moment of salvation for Cornelius and for us, it should happen. God's provision of the indwelling Holy Spirit, our privilege to make a public confession of our love and loyalty for Jesus, and then third is a passion for fellowship with other believers. This is not anything new. It's not rocket science. Uh, I'm not telling you hopefully something you didn't know, but people have distorted these things. And uh, God's indwelling spirit happens at the moment of belief. There doesn't need to be a class you go to. The moment you believe, the spirit comes in, according to what Jesus said in John 3, and you are baptized. So uh, I hope this has been encouraging to you folks. Hey, I also wanted to let you know before we we give you a chance to call in for these tickets here that tomorrow I have a guest on, and it's really funny. I just randomly ran into him in Mississippi, hmm. and his name is Al Fike. Well, you don't randomly do anything with God, <laughs> right? I mean, like Al Fike is a Christian comedian class stash preacher you go how can you be a comedian and a preacher well he is uh he is a guy that i met um let's see i met al when i was like 1920 so that's 40 years ago so i'm in a store i'm in a love's truck stop in mississippi i see him from behind and i go al i just called his name out i hadn't seen the guy in probably 40 years 40 wow years <laughs> And, uh, but let me tell you what Al did. Al sat in a car one night with my wife and I, he was, he was doing like a revival thing at a church. And afterwards we asked to talk to him and Lori and I were talking to him. Lori and I were dating. We weren't even married. We were just dating and we just were talking to him about Jesus. And he took the time to talk to a couple of teenagers and Hmm. really just talk to us about the Lord. I mean, I get teary thinking about how God was working even then to build into me, you know, and so he's going to be my guest tomorrow. I hope you'll uh, you'll tune in. Al Fike, uh, the cleanest comedy you've never heard, he said. <laughs> so anyway, he's a funny guy. Bob Hope said Al is a real nut. Hmm. I mean, uh, and Bob's. I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. Uh, he does. A, he, he does. A, he's performed with people like Lee Greenwood and. Jerry Clower, Zig Ziglar, Ronnie Millsaps, Ricky Skaggs, a lot of people. So I hope you'll tune in tomorrow. Hey, call in for those tickets, especially you, Howard. I'm holding two for you. All right. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. 
You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com Oh, holy night The stars are brightly shining It is the night of our dear Savior's birth Long lay the world in sin and never appeared and the soul felt its worth the thrill of hope the Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, Doug is giving away a few tickets to uh, the Chosen Special tonight. If you would like to call in for a chance to get those tickets, you can do so at 1-844-777-7928. Again, that's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. You can do that for questions or to join the discussion, but not for the tickets. For the tickets, you have to call in and uh, have your voice be yeah. heard. Yeah, hey, the air. Howard, just let me know he can't come. So that means I've uh, got two sets of two. So we can give two sets of two to see the chosen. Uh, if you want to call in during this last segment at tonight, 7 p.m. at Cinemark, Tinseltown, great seats near me and my family. We'll get to say hi if you want. And um, would love for you to join us. And uh, before, but you have to be on air. So Tom, they got to be on air. Uh, they have to call in and say hi to us. Yeah, I got to know who's going to be sitting by me, right? <laughs> I mean, Tom. So they they need to be on air if they want these tickets. Okay. All they got to do is say hello okay. and maybe what they're thankful y- yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. something. I mean, uh, tell us about their uh, watching the chosen or listening to acts. I don't know. Um, so. Anyway, uh, I know we got we got a couple of callers calling, so uh, go ahead and put that first one through, Tom. Let's let's see who it is. All right, give him a second. He's answering the other call. I think now <laughs> we we got to have a call answer in there probably <laughs> to help him. Okay, uh, yeah. Who, uh, who is this? Tom didn't give us the name. <laughs> who, who's calling? Does he have you on? Did they hang up? Did we lose him? Hello. Tom, we can't hear anything. Hello, can you hear us? Huh. Uh, no answer. No. Oh, oh I hear somebody. Wait. Are you? Hey, are you there? Hello. Yes. Who is? Yes. Who is this? This is Maria. M- Maria. Well, How are you today? Yes. 
Good. How are you? Doing well. You excited about going to see The Chosen tonight? Yes. All right. Cool. Well, so Maria, I have two seats for you. Okay. Uh, you're going to be sitting in F11 and F12 at the 7 p.m. showing Screen 9 at Cinemark Tinseltown. And uh, have you have you watched all the season one and season two? Yes, we have. Oh, so you love it then, don't you? Oh, uh, yes. What, what's your it. what's your <laughs> what's your favorite thing about it, Maria? About the program? Uh, well, it's just so um, personal, I guess, because it's it's shown so differently than all the other. Uh, personifications of Jesus, and I don't know, I guess um, I've cried watching it. It just really gets you into the story. I love all the characters. Yeah, you like the, it can, does, does it make, does it make the biblical characters kind of seem normal to you? Like, like, you know, we can sometimes lift them up on a, a, a big super spiritual level, but it, does it make them seem more like us? Yes, and it also makes me ask questions. Like I was like, oh, just wanting to learn more about you know certain like disciples and like uh, asking more questions about the Bible. You know, yeah, it makes you want to get in the Bible, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's it good. Does. Well, Maria, did you give Tom your uh, your email address? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna let you go off air to give Tom your email address, speak it very clearly. But listen, if for some reason you have not gotten an email from me in the next 15 minutes with these tickets, you can just go to SWATradio.com and do a contact, fill out the contact to send me a message, and you can uh, put your email in there, and I'll make sure you get them because it's an electronic ticket. You're in seat 11, F11 and F12. And uh, thank you for listening to SWAT Radio and for calling in today. But, Tom, hang on, and Tom will get your email, and I'll try to send those to you right away, okay? My Okay. My daughter, Sophia, wanted to tell you her favorite part about uh, The Chosen. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, we would love to hear that. Okay. I don't have a favorite part. I just like everything. You, you like everything. That's good. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, you know, my, fa- my daughters watch it every week we watch uh, uh we try to watch a, a an episode but they like watching the same one over and over and it's season one episode three with joshua and abigail oh, with the kids yeah who yeah, go yeah, yeah. and and that's a beautiful picture of jesus interacting with children yeah and so um that, that's, that's my favorite one the one that jesus loves the children yeah <laughs> hey you know what i'll tell you what um uh, you you tell your mom to send your address to me uh, on, like, go to SWATradio.com and send your address to me, and I'm going to send you a special gift just for you so that you can have it for Christmas, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Thanks I'll share for- it with you, Carlos. <laughs> Maria, thank you for calling in. Give Tom your email, and uh, thanks for listening to SWAT Radio, okay? Thank you. Okay. All right. That was a good call. Yeah. I. You know, my girls love season one, episode three. 
he teach it. He he says, "Do you know the Shema?" And they start saying the Shema. And you know, my girls say the Shema every morning with me and every night. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really cool to see them go through that. And if you haven't seen the chosen, and by the way, if you don't know what the Shema is, it's the greatest commandment. And Moses uh, commanded was commanded by God to get the people of Israel to do that every morning. They did it every morning, every night. Jesus probably said it as hero Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. And Jesus said, and you shall love your neighbors yourself. We do it at every swap meeting. Uh, I do it every morning and have since I started going to Israel about seven years ago. Hmm. And I think that's one of my favorite aspects of the chosen is the cultural Jewish context they give to the scriptures, uh, or at least the the stories from the scriptures, they try to weave in what life was like in that culture, and they do a really good job of the uh, Beitav. The Beitav was kind of a uh, it was the, what the family, the way the family operated. We lived very different lives than they did. I mean, back then it was the father would uh, when a when a father's son wanted to marry a girl the father would negotiate mm-hmm. with another father uh, the father of the bride they would talk about a bride price and the son would have to prepare a room at his father's house for that bride and and only the father could say when it was ready the son couldn't go okay i did it dad and i'm going to get her nope the father had to approve it. And by the way, it wasn't an arranged marriage where the girl didn't have a choice. The girl could reject the man mm-hmm. as a, and say, no, I don't want to marry him, even if the fathers agreed. So that's a misnomer about that culture. They didn't do it that way, you know. And that's also different than other cultures in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, well, I'm glad, Maria, you can be there. I hope you'll come and see us tonight. Tom, do we have another caller? No. Okay, so I have two more tickets. There's still about three minutes left. So if you are listening in Jacksonville area, St. Augustine, or in Georgia, and you can come see the Chosen Christmas special tonight, I have two tickets um, left that I can email you. But you need to call in, like in now, Tom says, because it's got to be quick. Uh, the number is 844-777-7928. There we and, go. And uh, listen, uh, for you other listeners out there, if you would like to help uh, SWAT Radio, you can go to our Facebook page, and there on the SWAT Radio uh, Facebook page, there it, it was Giving Tuesday yesterday, and whatever you give can go help underwrite we got SWAT one. Radio. Okay, uh, hold on. Let's get them in here because I know we don't have long. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. Hello. Who is this? This is Christina. Well, hey, Christina, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, Christina, you are going to be in seat F5 and F6 tonight at 7 o'clock. Are you excited about that? Awesome. Uh, Yes, thank you. That's awesome. Do you watch The Chosen very much? Have you seen both seasons? I have. I can't wait for the third one to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. Well, it it is... uh, my privilege to be able to give you these it it was i ordered these a long time ago and i'm excited it's in it's screen nine at cinemark tinseltown and as soon as this program's over today i'm going to email you this electronic ticket and like just like i told maria if you don't get it in the next 10 minutes or so 
You can go to SWATradio.com, and you can send me, uh, just fill out the contact sheet, send me your email, and I'll make sure you get it. Because you want to get there, and you probably want to get there early, okay? Uh, okay. So you're going to be, uh, it starts right at 7, you're in seats F5 and F6, and tell us your favorite thing about The Chosen, since she's watched both seasons and can't wait for season 3. Well, I wish I could like say something original, but I just like the way... They seem like normal people. <laughs> yeah. I like the scene, I think it's Caiaphas or Nicodemus, I can't remember, but it was um, where he realized who Jesus was, um, I think it's season two, and he kind of just fell on his knees. I was moved by that scene. I thought it was really cool. Oh, it was Nicodemus. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a powerful scene, you know, that was a yeah. very powerful scene. Well, listen, thank you so much for uh, listening to SWAT Radio. I'm glad you're you're going to be there. Look for me and my wife and my my girls tonight. I'll be there with my girls and my mother-in-law. I'll be the only guy with about five ladies. So Yeah, I'll be wearing probably my SWAT. Well, tonight I might be wearing Chosen. I got oh, okay. a lot of Chosen gear. So, uh, But anyway, <laughs> I look forward to seeing you there tonight. Come up and say hi. All right? All right, great. Thank you. All right, good. Make sure you stay on. Yeah, and stay on and give Tom your email real quick, okay? Okay. All right. I will. Thank all right. you. All right. All right. Well, that was good. Glad you got all the tickets sold. And, and I'll fight tomorrow. Yeah, make sure you tune in tomorrow for that. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirit.